0: Welcome to the Singaporean Golf Pro Podcast, the podcast for golf professionals by golf professionals. This is episode 13 of the Singaporean Golf Pro Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Matt Hess. Matt is the Director of Content and Communications at the PGA of America. In this podcast today, Matt shares a little bit about the steps he took to get to where he is in his career today, some advice that he has gotten from his mentors, and also how he marries his passions for golf and also for communications into the position that he has today. He then shares a little bit about how media has been used in the internet space today with his team and how they are promoting the game of golf, especially with the introduction of the new logo of the PGA of America. Also, we talk a little bit about how social media has changed the media and marketing landscape of the game of golf today, and how we are able to engage even more golfers of different skill levels, unlike before. If you're a golf professional trying to help to grow the game of golf and trying to tap into the space of social media or any form of media, This is the episode for you. Please stay tuned for the podcast. Welcome back to the Singaporean Golf Pro podcast. Uh, Today, we are with Mr. Matt Hess. He is the Director of Content and Communication at the PGA of America. Uh, Matt, thank you for coming on the show today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be talking with you.
0: So... Before we start, like I want to give a little background. So Matt uh, has worked with the LPGA for many years and then now working with the PGA of America. Uh, he's very involved with the new logo that the PGA of America has decided to release, which we will talk a little bit about in this podcast. And he's really not a PGA member, although he really loves the game of golf. So today he's gonna give us a very interesting perspective of um being involved in the golf industry. Before we get into um all the fun stuff, let's start a little bit about introducing yourself and share a little bit about your story, Matt, please.
1: Yeah, happy to. Um Matt Haas. As you said, I'm the director of content and communications for the PGA of America. I'm not a PGA member. My my golf game isn't you know, at that level. But, you know, I I really appreciate everything that the PGA of America does for the sport of golf. So, um, actually grew up playing golf at Spring Meadows Country Club in, uh, Linden, Michigan and two PGA professionals, Scott and Jeff, you know, really got me introduced to the game, really got me loving the sport of golf and, you know, were able to make it fun for me. And it's kind of cool that I've kind of come full circle into this role with the PGA of America, where. I'm able to, you know, be communicating with these PGA professionals on a daily basis. So, you know, I, it's, even though I'm not a PGA professional, I, I really appreciate the the place that PGA of America and PGA of America golf professionals have in our industry. So, you know, it, it's really cool to kind of look back, like when I was a little kid, getting into the game of PGA member helped me and now I'm, you know, hopefully doing anything I can to, to help the PGA members.
0: I think um, that's, Extremely cool. You have a huge passion for media content creation, and you were able to find a platform for you to combine that with golf, right? Um, Not many people can say that they're able to combine the two loves of their hobbies and, and whatever they do growing up together.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in the position that I'm in and, you know, to have taken the journey that I've I've taken to, to get here. I, I think there's so many cool things that are being done to your point in the the media and content space. And I think, you know, frankly, for a long time, golf that hasn't really been up on the latest trends or, you know, doing some of the most modern things that can capitalize both on a, you know, golf audience, but also a non-golf audience, to hopefully get some more people into the sport. So I think, you know, probably over the past five years, it's really improved a lot, a lot of, you know, some of the more, I guess, advanced media techniques or, you know, some more cinematic editing Mm -hmm. or or things like that. Just really anything that can get, you know, non-golfers and and golfers because they're all consumers, right? They're all people that want to be entertained. They all want to connect with something. They all want to be able to feel like they're part of a a community. And for the longest time, like golf content was very hyper-focused on like the super low handicap golfer and super technical in it, which, you know, obviously there's still a a marketplace for that. And, um, but I think just being more open and engaging with the content to get people in the door and then they can kind of explore what type of, uh, content they want to use from there. So being able to like, kind of marry that to what I'm doing in the PGA member space and being able to tell our story and be able to tell what the PGA of America can do for its members has been really cool way of kind of, you know, intertwining both that kind of more media savvy and more content savvy, tech savvy approach to, you know, just trying to relate to people. Honestly, that, that's the main thing, right? We're trying to relate to to PGA of America golf professionals. And we're trying to get them to relate to the people that walk into their facilities to help deliver a really great experience for everyone. So, you know, being fortunate enough to be in a position where I can help try and do that has been really uh, rewarding.
0: Yeah. And uh, to your point, like with social media and internet and content creation becoming um, so common nowadays, like for golf, especially when you think about the target audience, it's gone so big from, in the past being very focused on the low handicaps the better players to now you have like the younger generation they have like good good golf on youtube and then for example for the older generation you have like friday fried Eight golf like you youtube channels like these um they're all very uh, helpful towards our game and personally i think matt you have your own uh pool of media and resources that you have done right over the years um can you share a little bit about the most rewarding part of your job right now and like any cool experiences that you've managed to come across through this uh journey of yours
1: yeah and i'll kind of build on that to not only this job but into what i did prior to this with the the lpga I just love interacting with people and getting their stories out there and help building those connections. Right. So from a PGA of America side of things, it's promoting our PGA of America professionals and making them feel fired up about going to their job every day and helping to grow our sport and move it forward and to connect with people on a personal level, whether they, you know, are picking up the club for the first time or trying to win, you know, a, a major championship, right? There's got to be a, a way to connect with people. And hopefully what we're doing is uh, playing a small part in that process. Um, and similarly, you know, on the, the LPGA, those athletes are, are the tops in the world and they're the best at what they do. And they're some of the most engaging personalities out there. So really to be able to promote that and you know, get them some of the the love that they deserve. I think is, is really rewarding when you see something from the LPGA getting picked up on a on a major platform or a major channel where you know we might not have necessarily been in the past. And really connecting um, those athletes with a new audience, or now connecting PGA of America golf professionals with a new audience. I think it's really cool. It's super rewarding to be able to you know show that golf is a sport for everyone, and there's you know something that everyone can relate to, you know, you touched on it, um, kind of in the interlude between the two questions that there's content out there for everyone who wants to get involved, whether they're a beginner, whether they're more interested in the social aspect of golf, you know, whether they're super into, to course design or super into just going out and having fun with their friends. I think one of the really cool things Like I mentioned over the past five years, is how much is it's exploded and how much there really is kind of something for everyone now. Whereas in the past, it really used to just be hyper focused on one or two things. I think now there's a, a much bigger content ecosystem, and again, just kind of happy to be a part of it. And the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to get PGA of America professionals at the forefront, being subject matter experts in those areas. Or, you know, in the past role, getting the LPGA players out in front and, you know, connecting them with a new audience of people who can be fans for life.
0: And I think the coolest part about it all is we not only represent um, these PGA professionals as just professionals or LPGA players as just the players or superstars, we we show a more human, humane side to them, right? We we can show them um, who they are as a person and their, the genuinity in that is so amazing to watch so you know like you said the last five years a lot is changing you know it's ever ever changing landscape in terms of the golf in terms of media available to everybody like now everyone can can make media and content and produce that online how, how is that um changing the whole landscape of what you do with your job and how do you change your approach towards like doing all these um, media stuff and combine it with golf and and maybe that that kind of like ties in with the new logo of the pga i believe
1: yeah um i think really we just want to put people in a position to succeed and let them know what's out there for them to get engaged to the level that they want to get engaged um you know really there there's so many markets out there to, you know, impact the golfers on a day-to-day basis that, you know, if you're interested in one or the other, we want to provide a a roadmap for you to get there and, you know, help explore your passions and communicate that out to the audiences that are interested in it. So I think, you know, having 29,000 PGA of America golf professionals, I think we cover a lot of the landscape and are you know, our CEO, Seth Wa likes to say, you know, different governing bodies have different lanes in the pool, right? Like the NGCOA is the course operators. Um, the golf course superintendents is the superintendents where PGA of America, we kind of have the whole pool. And, you know, for someone in my role, that's super exciting because it's so much content that you can drive from. It's so many, you know, different ways you can impact the game and impact the people who are impacting the the golfers who are enjoying it on a on a daily basis. So I think just being able to have that many new mediums out there, you know, it can be a little bit of information overload, but it's also a really great opportunity to, you know, where as in the past, there weren't as many ways for people to get their content out in front of people. It was, I think, growing up and probably even more so for the generation before me, it's just like a couple, a couple magazines and maybe golf channel. Right. But now with, with the internet and podcasts and social media and YouTube and everything out there, everyone has an opportunity to have their voice heard in, in this golf ecosystem. And I think that's made it a lot more welcoming to where people feel like they're able to have a conversation with people about golf versus, you know, kind of just having to pick something up and read about it to where you don't feel as connected with the people who are, creating that content so i think again it's been really exciting and what we're trying to do is help make that connection even stronger between pga of america professionals and the customers so you know i think that kind of dives into the the logo thing if you if you want to get into that a little bit more
0: right very very true of that especially when you think about the pga uh, member in the past, it used to just be a head professional or a system pro at a country club. But now when you think about the um, 24 classifications of the PGA members, I believe there are many roles that, you know, a PGA member can now uptake, like they're, they don't necessarily have to be a head professional. They can do many other things. And, you know, like you said, you want to send this message of uh the role of a PGA professional to the public, right? What's your role in that? Like being coming from a uh different perspective of not being a PGA member and yet you being very uh involved in this industry, is there is there any like something different that you can see from a different uh lens per se?
1: I, I hope so. Uh, I think you know it, it's definitely one of the things that we want to do a better job of is not being an echo chamber amongst ourselves, right. Getting as many different Mm -hmm. perspectives as we can, as we go about, you know, some of these things to help position the PGA of America golf professionals within, in the industry and also in sports as large, right. At large, right. It's, It's one of those things to where, you know, PGA of America professionals have a view and, The general sports public has a view and super passionate golfers have a view and casual golfers have a view. It's really just making sure you get that cross-function of of these views and really kind of see what everyone's saying so you can put the best product forward and the best messaging forward to connect with as many people as possible and deliver the, the most compelling marketing campaign to address some of the issues that there there may be. And some of the blind spots that we don't really know about if we're not talking to the the full spectrum of people. So, you know, I, I think it's one of the really cool things about this role and how it's kind of evolved over the years is now we're part of the, um, the marketing team and we have a pretty direct impact on, on what's being put out there in terms of how we position a PGA of America golf professional and the association at large in the marketplace. And I think that's super exciting to be a part of a 107-year-old organization as we kind of reimagine ourselves for 2023 and beyond. I definitely think it's really cool to, through the interactions we've had with PGA of America Professionals, through the market research we've done, um, through some of our partners with you know casual sports fans, casual golfers, avid golfers, avid sports fans, to really help us position ourselves the best going forward. And so that when someone sees PGA of America or sees our updated logos or interacts with the PGA of America golf professional, whether it be at you know a, a top golf or a top five facility in the world, right? Like it's all connected. It's all, these are the people that are helping millions enjoy the game. Um, so really just being able to have all those different perspectives and take them in and, you know, help hopefully put something out there that people can be proud of and really use to represent our association and move forward together, I think is super exciting. And it's one of the things that really gets me fired up about this role, both now and moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's very awesome. Like you you talk about the different audiences and the different targets that we have of this market is so big. And obviously, you have to run many different uh marketing campaigns in order to fit or to reach the different types of target audiences you have. Now, you're kind of like being the head of this uh, role and this whole campaign. what what do you kind of do to help yourself regulate or like manage between the different kind of campaigns and the different kind of target audiences that you have?
1: Well, I mean, we have a great team, honestly. I you know it's not something that myself or anyone on our team could, could do alone. There's really a lot, a lot of great people and a lot of great work that goes into something this big. And, you know, I think one of the key things is getting everyone kind of going in the same direction and focused on the main end goal. It doesn't mean we're going to agree on every single thing that um, is going to come across our desk. But I think, you know, just knowing that that ultimate vision and that ultimate drive for what we're looking to do is, is incredibly helpful. And then having people in the right, positions to execute against the various elements of a campaign really helps it all come together in the end. And, you know, I'm really fortunate to be part of a really great team who's brought in some really great partners to help bring it to life. You know, we have Omaha Productions that's doing a lot of the, the commercial stuff. We have our social and digital team who's amplifying it out there. You know, we have the rest of our team that, in marketing, that's kind of overseeing the the campaign, our, our brand teams, you know, putting together a lot of the branding and the elements that go along with it. Um, Kate Drimmel on, on my team is a PGA member. So just having her, or a second generation member. So having her level of expertise and understanding and member awareness really helps add another layer to really put the member at the forefront of everything we're doing and positioning them best in in the marketplace. I think, you know, really it's not anything that I'm doing. You know, I'm just fortunate to be a part of this group and fortunate to be in, in my role to where there's a lot of people working with me and in the same direction as, as we try and really get this campaign out and really try and connect it with as many people as possible into our sport. And hopefully once they're in our sport, they're connecting with PGA of America golf professionals who can help them along their golf journeys.
0: I I love how you have such a big uh, focus on the team aspect. I think that's very important no matter where you go and having uh, the right people on your team. And, you know, you, you touch a little bit about having your, uh, one of our team members being a pga professional which is exactly a point that we made earlier about how um, the the role of a pga member has developed over the years right
1: yeah 100 you know, I, yeah. I think you know, just to touch on on that a little bit more um i think one of the things that we've realized as, as an association is that members can do so many different things. They have so many backgrounds, so many skill set that can be applied across the full golf industry. So, you know, I think it's a really exciting time. If you do have a, a passion for golf and you want to take that path to PGA of America membership, you know, there are so many different ways you can go. And I think it's just a really cool opportunity. And there's so many people out there doing some really great work that might not necessarily be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think of a PGA of America golf professional, but it's really evolving and it's up to us to tell that that story to as many people as possible to get them fired up about the work that we're wanting to do. To, Drive some new recruits to our association, and also get some people who are in the association fired up about what they're doing on it on a day to day basis. So, you know, it's one of those things where you know you you touched on it exactly right. There's so many different opportunities within the golf space, and PGA of America members can be at the forefront of all of those.
0: Yeah, developing um the new and the next generation of PGA members and leaders. That's awesome. Uh, keep spreading the love of the game of golf and grow the game of golf. I really appreciate everything you shared with uh, regards to the PGA and with regards to your role in the PGA. Now, I want to change the question a little bit to conclude this podcast to Matt as a person, and I ask this question to all my guests. So what advice would you have given to the you 10 years ago, knowing what you know now, Matt?
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, I've listened to a, a few of your podcasts before, and it's just so interesting to hear other people's perspective on on this question, right? It, it's so personal, but I think everything can kind of relate to someone else. And I think my advice to me 10 years ago would be kind of two things, right? Like, don't put anything on such a high pedestal that you aren't yourself when you're chasing it. Um, and that kind of leads into the bigger one of being yourself, um, whenever you're going about, you know, everything that you do, but most specifically towards anything, um, interviewing wise, you know, I think one of the things I ran into when I was just kind of transitioning out of internships into trying to find a full-time position, I put a couple jobs like on a pedestal where I kind of intimidated myself out of either even applying to them. And it's like, what, why, right? Like the the worst that can happen is is someone says no, right. Or or you don't hear back, but Mm -hmm. it's automatically a no, if you don't do anything. Right. So, you know, that's one and two, like, just be yourself. And, you know, an example of that is kind of tying this all together. I was interviewing for a position. I was working in college sports. That's where I did all my internships. and university of texas right like biggest athletic department in the country i would have been working with the golf team coming just off of um time there so you know my path probably would have crossed with like scotty scheffler and and dylan fratelli and that crew that i think won a national championship um so and the other sport was men's basketball and basketball is my my favorite sport you know (laughs) as much as i i love golf um and i've always had a passion for it i love basketball, especially college basketball. I went to Michigan state, huge college basketball school, and I just love it. Right. So working at a school like Texas in a city like Austin that I love, um, with two sports that I love, I put that on such a high pedestal and I was fortunate enough to get an interview. And I went there and I just bombed it, bombed it, bombed it, bombed it, because I was trying to be this perfect candidate. I was trying to be like, Oh, I have to say everything like this because you know it's Texas, right? Like it's Texas, whoa, right? You're like, yeah. hook 'em horns, all that stuff, right? And you know, it just wasn't me, and mm-hmm. people can tell that right? Like they know when you're not being authentic or genuine, and that can raise a lot of red flags that might hurt you from getting a job, right? And it certainly hurt me, and you know, I wish I had the the knowledge or foresight to think about that one when I was interviewing for it. But then even in the the follow-up stuff after it, right? Like you just kind of get frustrated that you didn't get the role, but I wasn't self-reflective enough to realize that stuff until years later, honestly. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you go into something and you're true to yourself and you're true to, you know, your passions and your interests and you're putting yourself out there for the people who you'd be working with on a day-to-day basis. And you don't get it, at least you can feel like you put yourself out there in a way that was genuine and authentic to you. And if you, and if they don't like that, that's, it's fine, right? Like, it's one of those things where, you know, you probably didn't want to be in that position if they weren't going to accept you for who you are anyway. And I think, you know, building on this even a little bit more, right? If you're in a Mm -hmm. position to be at an in-person interview, like they like you enough already. (laughs) They're just trying to put you out into a a character test to see like, how do you mesh with the the people who are on our team? Like, how do you interact and, you know, excuse my language, but like shoot the shit with people you're going to be working with on a day-to-day basis, right? Right. Like they're not trying to dive into every single thing you did on the job to where you feel like you have to explain everything in detail. They just want to, you know, get to know you as a person, show, show that you have some of the, basic skill sets and that you can really work with within a team. And I, like I said, I completely blew that opportunity. And in the moment I didn't fully realize it. And shortly after the moment, I didn't fully realize it, but like looking back and the light bulb goes on, I'm like, man, what a great learning opportunity and experience. And that's something like, I think I talked to you about this when we just had our like casual conversation, but that's something I try and bring up to any and everyone I speak to. And you know, to bring it full circle, I was Mm -hmm. actually down at Texas for a football game this past weekend, um, working as a bull scout. And I ran into the guy who was kind of my lead during that interview process. And, you know, I I was able to thank him. I'm like, you know, looking back on it, I, I fully realized that I would screwed this up, but that guy was there for me. And he was like trying to keep me up to be successful. And I just was not getting the hint or taking advantage of it. And, you know, I think it, it just goes to show that you can learn from that and you you really can make a career out of whatever you want, even if, you know, the thing that was your like dream position falls through, right? You can find your, your way into something else and things tend to work out for people who are passionate and driven and want to get things done. You know, every door closed is another opportunity. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really just if, you, if you're if you going to go down swinging, go down swinging as yourself and you'll feel a heck of a lot better about it and just have the confidence in yourself, especially when you're further along in these processes to just put yourself out there and be yourself. And, you know, People will appreciate that a heck of a lot more versus someone who's, you know, trying to fit into this perfect candidate box that, you know, just isn't genuine or truthful to what you want to be and what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I think uh one of the best advice I've ever received from one of my mentors is NO stands for next opportunity. And you really have to be genuine and stay true to yourself because yeah, you can um act like you're the perfect candidate and and whatsoever and maybe you do get the job, but you're not gonna be able to perform at your best level or you might perform but you will not be very happy. You'll be very miserable in that role because you're just not being you, right? Yeah. And this exactly is even everything. this is even sorry. This is even bad. more um more uh prevalent in today's society given internet given tiktok instagram where people post like this is the ideal candidate you're supposed to be this way you're supposed to be that way and even in your personal life like it's so hard to juggle that and it's so important to to remember who you are who your values what your values are and stay true to yourself right and uh, i'm sorry what did what are you gonna say and add to that
1: no, I was just gonna say you're hundred percent right. And that's some some great advice that, that you've gotten, right? Like, even if by some miracle I did end up getting that job, and if I had to kind of play that role of the perfect candidate for my whole time there, like you said, I I I would have been miserable. It wouldn't have been true to who I was and it would have made the experience like not what anyone wanted it to be. So like I think it also, you know, from someone that it's fortunate enough to be in a position where we, I'm able to help hire people now, it's like you can definitely see that on the other side of the table. And you try and, you know, similar to what the guy's name is Scott, what, what Scott was trying to do for me when I was there, there's people that'll try and help you along the way and kind of help nudge you to being a little bit more true and genuine. And, you know, when they are, like, take advantage of that because there's a lot of people that want to see you or anyone succeed they, they want you to be succeeding as who you are so take advantage of that
0: yeah and uh let's say you took that role and everything it's like yeah you got into your dream job but it doesn't feel like a dream anymore because you're putting that much pressure on yourself to be a person that you're not
1: right absolutely
0: that was a that was a great way to wrap up the podcast matt um uh, thank you so much for taking your time out and joining with me today on the podcast, Matt. Um really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. I had an awesome time and thanks for everything
0: that you're doing. Thank you. And that was our episode with Matt Hess. Matt shared a wealth of knowledge about how his career came about, you know, advice that he has gotten. Um how to find a journey that works for you and finding a career and a place that works for you. Most importantly, having a team with similar values and having the same goal and the same passion to come together and communicate and work together to work towards the same goal. I really like how he shared about having a team that may have different personalities and different working styles, but come together to become one strong team To have, because you make use of the strengths of each individual in the team. I also like to talk about the fact that he shared how they use media in the space that we're in today. And, you know, you can even use some of the methods and some of the advice that he has shared at your local country club in order to promote the game of golf or be any industry for the matter. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please give us a like and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you can find podcasts. I look forward to seeing all of you real soon. And I wish you guys in advance a happy holiday season. Thank you. And this is Weili Lu signing out.